Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, San Antonio Business Journal reporter Stephen Santana welcomes Matt Brune, general manager and president at Paps Brewing. After a 14-year absence, Pabst is back, returning its corporate headquarters to the Alamo City, tapping the historic Rand Building as the new home for the popular PBR, hometown favorite Lone Star, among a dozen brands in their family of beers. Hey, Matt. G'day, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm fighting the urge to open a Lone Star right now as we speak. Yeah, don't fight it for too long. It's, you know, it's the right time. It's head towards the afternoon. Definitely, definitely. So, so how is uh, how's Texas and, and and San Antonio, for that matter, been been treating you so far? Yeah, well, it's my uh, one week anniversary today, so it's been pretty good. I've enjoyed it. I've been um, pleasantly surprised. We've been eating out, kind of socially distanced in a lot of outdoor dining, which has been great. We've been kind of riding the city, experiencing uh, the culture and the sights and sounds. Where here yeah, we're starting to really embrace it. The people have been unbelievably friendly. Um, which is super cool. Uh, yeah, so we're enjoying it. Good, good. So in late September, Pabst Brewing Company announced that it was moving its headquarters from Los Angeles here to San Antonio into the historic Rand Building downtown. Uh, how's that transition been going for you so far? Yeah, so it's obviously a complex transition. We've had multiple other offices around the country, which we've um, we've closed and people are slowly relocating to San Antonio and with COVID, the office is, is currently closed. Most people are working from home. So we're just going through a process of you know, relocating people, recruiting new people and re-establishing and refreshing the offices in readiness for a reopening sometime in the early early next year with, the, with an office's fit for the kind of COVID reality that we've got. And so how did y'all decide upon the brand building space if, if you already had office space in there? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, our lease expired. We used to have a, an office in Interpark in an industrial area out of town. We were deciding what to do with that office. We inspected a bunch of spaces around the city. We felt that a centralised location would be really good to capture, you know, um, people from around the city. So there was a sublease available in the Rand building from Google Fibre. So it was a nice fit. It was already well fitted out. So we moved in there and we've just taken an additional floor in the building as we've kind of increased the amount of staff that are going to be here. And how has the response been from the local uh, city officials, businesses? Since yeah, overwhelming. I think everyone's really supportive. I, you know, I think perhaps uh, whilst, you know, it's, it's not the biggest company. We're 115, 120 staff going to be here. I think it represents something quite unique in terms of its its perception and its brands you know we own pearl we own lone star we own pass blue ribbon which is a national brand so i think it signifies a lot to a lot of people in san antonio that the city can capture businesses like ours which is really hopeful for the city long term so the response has been been awesome so when we last talked you spoke a little bit about how pabst is uh transforming an office space that takes living with covid in mind. Tell me a little bit more about, about Pabst's approach and views on that. Yeah, I think if you go back to mid-March, we had all hoped that 
you know, we would go through a period of lockdown, work from home, we would overcome the virus, numbers would go way down, it would be out of community and there'd be a post-COVID, you know, let's get back to normal, right? You know, we're seven months plus from moving into this virtual space, the numbers of transmissions remain nationally at very high levels. And, you know, I, I think sadly that this post-COVID new normal isn't really going to arrive. But what we know is that people want to safely come back and connect with their fellow work colleagues and move back into a, a where they can work from home as well as work from a, an area safely to feel that sense of community again. We know creativity is being stressed. We know, you know, kind of people feeling isolated is not good. So what we've said is regardless of the kind of amount of transmission and, and rates, we need to move into a headspace of how do we safely get people back into work? And if that means mobile testing, if that means um, separating desks more clearly, having spaces between masks in the office, having an outdoor office, we'll do everything we can do now to give people the chance to to work safely and safely together next year, um, regardless of what happens with the rates of transmission. You also mentioned an, an outside office space. Um, yeah. How, is, is that just meeting rooms or? or uh, well, we're very fortunate at the Rand building just across the road. There's a park um, mm-hmm. below the Frost Tower. And so, you know, what we're discussing with the landlord and the owner of the park is uh, how can we put tables and chairs, you know, out in the park for people to kind of work from in the park. People feel safer. I mean, just like dining, you feel safer when you're outdoor dining than you're indoor dining. So how can we use the park as a, a, a space where people can safely, you know, have socially distanced meetings, you know, work on their laptop, which means we've just got to, we've got to solve for the power and the Wi-Fi issue in the park. So we're just working through that as an alternative way that people can work in the new year. You said last time that uh, Lone Star and even, I believe, the Pearl brands are, are doing well. Yeah. Um, are they doing even more so now this year? I mean, I, I know that <laughs> alcohol sales have gone up. Well, that, yeah, I mean, you've got to kind of really kind of dig under the numbers. So, Bars and restaurants being closed is is massively impactful for the business. You, you lose, depending on which brand, anywhere between 20 and 30% of your sales because the on-premise closed. The on-premise is coming back at 30 to 40%. So it's still well short of where it was. The off-premise, so grocery bottle shop sales have gone up dramatically, but not enough to offset the losses in the, in the on-premise. So our brands are doing really well as a share of trade in the grocery stores but overall, it's still tough because we lost um, the on-trade and the um, restaurant business and the bar business. So coming into San Antonio, I mean, are, are there any partnerships in the works to even with with PBR to, I guess, get more of these on-premise sales, more exposure as, as restaurants are, are starting to try and make a comeback? Yeah. I mean, partnering with bars, restaurants in Texas and San Antonio in particular uh, will be something we look to do. As they come back, definitely we'll look to support the the on-premise community, kind of get back on their feet for sure. I mean, we've, we've formed some nice strategic production partnerships with Lone Star and Pearl with Lake Travis Brewing, who produce Lone Star Rio Harde, Peach Kolsch, 
as well as um, Pearl. So having a local brewer making, you know, beautiful, delicious beers from those two brands is really important to us. With Pass Blue Ribbon, it's less about, you know, Texas made and more about in- invested in the arts, culture, uh, urban sports scene of Texas. So we'll be doing a lot with PBR in the, in the local art and culture scene. Right, which is very deep-seated and vibrant here in San Antonio. I mean, we have a large citywide party, basically, celebrating yeah. all of that. So, I, I mean, I, I, what, is, what does that look like in the future? What things that PBR can get behind for San Antonio specifically? Yeah, so in L.A., where we used to be, we ran a, um, an art gallery. We had a collaboration with a... Um, uh, magazine called Monster Children. We 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 created a public art space, so um, we would do do art gallery events and other events. So we'll we'll look to replicate some of the things we've done in other markets here. And so we'll look to probably create an art space, art gallery for public use, and work with local artists to give them installation space and time and access to facilities. And we'll work with other entrepreneurs in that space to hopefully to create public space for people to use. How does uh, the PBR brand perform in Texas? How has it been performing? Okay, it's not great. We've principally been focused on Lone Star in this state. So there's a huge opportunity for, for PAPS to get itself a real name and reputation in Texas. So we think there's opportunity. It's not a huge brand here, but it has, it has plenty of upside if we get it right. Do you have any idea of what that looks like yet? Not really. I mean, we know the volumetrically, the opportunity of Texas is large. We know that we know what's shifting in terms of demographics. PBR does really well uh, amongst kind of younger consumers called 21 to 29, does really well disproportionately with women. It tends to lean into a diverse consumer base. So for Texas, you know, you've got a very, you know, high growth, kind of 21 to 29 year old market. You've got a high uh, percentage of people of color and and so PBR working in that kind of creative urban next generational space I think it can have a real role there and there's plenty of volume and opportunity in that space as well so uh, I watched an interview with you and I forget who it was with but I it seemed like you generally said that Pabst is okay with PBR being known as a as a hipster brand sure. um, when it hip, comes hip, to Texas hip, hip, hipsters were cool they're not so cool anymore, but they were cool. I mean, hipsters were cool in the 2007, eight hipsters were cool. Sure, um, sure. I mean, they're not so cool anymore, but, you know, they were cool. Uh, look, we are really appreciative as a company of the movement that, that kind of took hold in the mid-thousands, inner city Brooklyn, Portland, around the country, whether it's Atlanta, Deep Alum in Dallas, these kind of communities that embraced PBR and regenerated it. We're super appreciative of them. Most of those dudes who were hipsters are now 35 and have two kids, so they're family men now, right? But we are appreciative of what they've done. You know, we're passing the baton over to the next wave of creators in America who probably don't look as hipster as the the hipsters did in 07. Um, They look a bit more streetwear. They look a bit more kind of, you know, sneaker culture. You know, they listen to Travis Scott, not Mumford & Sons. Um, So, you know, that... The world moves on and we'll continue to move on and evolve with it. So is recruitment, uh, especially when it comes to San Antonio and the jobs that are opening up here, is, is that an important part of that, I guess, marketing process? Huge. Yeah. Building an employer brand and a pull to San Antonio for 
talent to work for us is important. I've said this in every interview I've done, and I don't mean to disparage the city because I've moved here and I love it, but the reputation of the city nationally isn't one of, oh, my God, i got to live in San Antonio one day in my life. Um, and there's a city down the road that has a pretty attractive pull to it. So when we're recruiting, we're looking at New York, Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., we're looking to those markets potentially for people to move here and, and take jobs. Obviously, a lot of local people will apply for jobs, which is awesome. But on occasions when we can't fill it locally, we, we want to know that the city has the attraction to the talent around the entire country. So one of the things we're going to try and work on and work with the city is with the kind of presentation of San Antonio as a city that is really vibrant, that is really creative, it's full of opportunity. And, you know, I say don't sleep on San Antonio because I think it's, it's got so much to offer. What kind of people is Pabst Brewing Company looking for exactly for that, that fit well with the else team? Yeah, so we thrive on change, embracing kind of change. Either it's change in the category, consumer behavior. So, you know, those people who are relentlessly moving forward, celebrate and embrace change, who are creative and innovative, you know, work really well at Paps. And those positions are already opened up as... as uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're being posted on a, on a kind of daily or weekly basis. We're posting up jobs. Matt Brune joining San Antonio Business Journal reporter Stephen Santana. In our next segment, Brune shares what makes San Antonio so special when Texas Business Minds continues. I'm Rich Gergasco, President and CEO of Texas Mutual Insurance Company. To everyone who has been hard at work providing the things we need during this crisis, we say thank you. You truly are essential and we're proud to be on the job with you. More at TexasMutual.com slash on the job. Continuing our conversation on Texas Business Minds, as PAPS General Manager and President Matt Brune joins San Antonio Business Journal reporter Stephen Santana. How much of the uh, San Antonio, I guess, scene have you been able to take in so far? What, what have you noticed? Well, in seven days, I've been to a lot of restaurants. So that's a good start. What have I noticed? I've noticed a great food scene. I've noticed a pretty good bar scene that's you know, coming up. I've noticed that everything's being developed you know, everything's being rebuilt, which is kind of cool. And I've noticed, you know, it's super, in the inner city, it's super easy to commute around. So I love it. I mean, you can go from one side of the town to the other in 15 minutes. In LA, it's like one side to the other is two hours. So it's kind of cool like that. We haven't hit the hill country yet, but we've heard some beautiful things about Fredericksburg and New Brunfandels. And so eventually we'll try that out as well. How involved do you all plan on getting in the community in terms of, um, Nonprofits, um, city initiatives to help not only promote the arts but promote you know equity and and, and all that that good stuff. Yeah, we've started. I mean, we're we're early on in the conversation, but we've, we've we have posted a role for community liaison manager to come in and help us navigate and build a very thoughtful and appropriate outreach program for different initiatives. And we obviously we sell alcohol. So we've got to be mindful of making sure that what we do is appropriate based on you know, age groups. Sure. Um, we've been taking counsel from the San Antonio Spurs and other kind of corporate citizens to understand, you know, what might be required in the city. We're meeting with council council people um, from different districts just to kind of get a sense of what role we could play in the city. We don't want to 
come in and, and kind of assume or make kind of predeterminations. So we'll just listen and work at how we can kind of help in the right ways, but nothing to kind of directly announce or communicate today. And you said you, you have a, a hard uh, opening date or, or office reopening date of January, correct? Yeah, the target is the first week of Jan, so January 5th, which is a Tuesday, January 5th is our target date. We've got to get the office refreshed and ready to go. But that's that's our that's our aspirational reopening target. You said you met with council people. You met with someone today, correct? How have those meetings been going? Oh, good. They, I mean, they're really just a chance to listen and learn and understand and hear, hear local people and try and get a sense of, you know, what their aspirations and dreams are for the city and for really for me just to get a deeper appreciation, basically. So Texas barbecue is pretty big here. Um, I like to think. <laughs> so what is PBR's involvement in any kind of barbecue scene? I mean, how has it been? Yeah, not, not very much. I think Lone Star is more the drink of the barbecue scene here. I'm not sure PBR and barbecue are the, the match made in heaven. I kind of feel like Lone Star and barbecue feels a little bit more straight up authentic. Street tacos and PBR as you skateboard along the road feels a bit more of a vibe for me. Okay. Let me sit down with a 16-ounce tall boy of uh, Lone Star regular and a, and, and a plate of uh, ribs feels good to me too. <laughs> of course, of course. So uh, Lone Star recently collaborated with uh, local artists for Real Hade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you see any collaborations like that in the future for PBR? As, as, That's as a good question. I, I, we haven't as yet thought about that, but you never know. Uh, you're like in a big city, right? What do you see in store for Pearl? Because that's, that's a pretty beloved brand here. Yeah. Um, and I think w- with y'all moving here to Texas, to San Antonio specifically, some people that have been thinking maybe Pearl might get more exposure out here or, or mm-hmm. grow. Is, is that so. the plan? Well, we've relaunched it in keeping with the quality of the reestablished location. I mean, the right. Pearl Brewery now is absolutely beautiful as a location and all credit to the developers and the owners of that site. It's it's beautiful. So we relaunched the brand with uh, a liquid packaging, which was as equally um, as high quality as the location. So we've relaunched that in the bottle. We have long-term plans around what we can do with the Pearl brand uh, and grow it as a real symbol of, you know, kind of luxurious Texas and that kind of ornate, beautiful Texas vibe. And I think that has high appeal across all of Texas. So we hope for that brand to continue to grow. It's been doing really well since we relaunched it. We launched it in the middle of, you know, the, the toughness of COVID and, and we, we had it as an on-premise primary product, but we've, we've pivoted to mainly grocery, but it's doing really well for us. And we, we hope it continues to do so. How many brands are, are there total under PAPS? Oh, we have lots. We have 25, 30 trademarks in market. We have a lot of regional brands. Um, we have a regional brand in Chicago, Minnesota, Pac Northwest, New York. We have a lot. We have a litany of classic American uh, beer brands. And Paps is originally from Milwaukee. Yeah, eighteen forty-four in Milwaukee. So Jacob Best is the immigrant that arrived in um, Milwaukee. German chap just started making beer. His son-in-law took over the brewery and renamed it um, Pabst. His name was Captain Pabst, and that's where it got its name from. And it's been uh, chugging along since uh, since 1844, so 176 years. So now why Texas? 
historically, when the, the business perhaps started acquiring brands and end up acquiring Lone Star and Pearl and established a, an, a kind of office space here because of those acquisitions. And then the head office had fluctuated between San Antonio, Chicago and LA. And so when we looked to concentrate or consolidate all the offices, San Antonio popped up as a good choice because it was both our largest existing office space, but also represented great opportunity from a, a lifestyle perspective, as well as a growth of the business perspective. You know, it's, um, it's an affordable city. It's a creative city. So we made that choice. And it's also very central. So the commute is, you know, you can go north, south really quickly, east, west. So it has a good proximity to, to all the things you need as well. What do you hope to see for the future of Pabst Brewing Company as it settles in and, and starts to grow here? Yeah, just a really happy and healthy employee base. I mean, we're, you know, we're trying to create a really great family, 100 plus people who kind of love coming to work and feel good about it, feel healthy about it. So uh, our dreams are that we have, you know, a really killer, killer employee base that loves working and living here. Is there anything else you want to say about Pabst Brewing Company, you know, as it, as it settles in? No, I think we've covered a lot of ground today and I really appreciate your time. I think we're just we're happy to, to be welcome to the city. We hopefully can, you know, support the, the city, amplify what's already great about it and maybe bring a few new things occasionally to the city. So um yeah, we're excited. We're a week I'm a weekend, the, the company's been here a lot longer, but you know, we'll hopefully be a good corporate citizen. Thanks to Pabst Brewing General Manager and President Matt Brune for joining us. And thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Texas.